Welcome to the Wounded Attribute Show, where I help women redefine their lives beyond their past experiences. With that being said, let's get blended. Good morning, good morning. Welcome, beautiful people, to another episode of the Blended Attribute Show. I am your host, Aisha Young. I hope all is well. I hope that you were able to have a good week, a good weekend. Um, Yeah, I'm just praying all the things happen in your favor that you wanted to happen. Excuse me, coffee is still going strong this morning. Um... But, yeah, I hope everything happened well. Um, We're just going to jump right into my gratitude for this week. Um, Y'all, your girl is excited on two different folds because um, my oldest brother, um, his son and his wife relocated to Vegas earlier this month um, from San Diego. And so they moved to Vegas and, um, you know, they're staying with her mom, but, you know, they looked for an apartment. They got approved for it. So I'm excited that they'll be moving in next month. Um, in one of, I have four brothers, so this is the thing. I have a lot. So when I say brothers, just bear with me. And then my other brother will be joining them, um, into their apartment. So he's going to be moving to Vegas as well. So I'm excited for them. I'm happy. That's my gratitude. too. But then the brother who lives here with me and my husband and my daughter got approved for an apartment as well. And he's moving out next month as well. So this is exciting during the season of people, you know, new beginnings, you know, being pushed out there on their own. So I'm super stoked for them. I'm super excited. I'm excited for the opportunity to just enjoy my house with just me, my husband, and my daughter and our dogs. Like, pray to just be us. It's funny because I was talking to my husband and he was like, well, who's going to do the dishes? I was like, you? <laughs> well, I cook, you clean. Like, I was like, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but, yeah, so, because my brother does the dishes. Um, you, know, that's, you know, whatever. I'm not going to say that's the least he can do, but it is. So, that that's his thing. Um, contribution to our household. But, I'm just excited about the possibilities for the um, extra room. I was like, we can do this. My husband's like, well, I want that to be my office back. I need my office back again. And we're going to have to come up with a compromise because he, he tripping. But your girl working on that. But, yeah, so my brothers are moving up, moving out. Um, my other brother had his relocation. I remember when I relocated to Houston. So I'm from San Diego. So, that is just nice. It's interesting. It's, it's, I'm just happy to see them move on and thrive and do the things that basically are going to be good for them, um, themselves and their families in the long run. So, yeah, your girl is really excited about that. But today I wanted to come and talk to you about limited, limiting beliefs, um, that we hold to be things that we hold to be true that aren't necessarily true and just get down to the basis of who told you that because when we look at our lives and like some of the things that we've been through we sometimes limit ourselves based off of what other people are saying whether they spoke that to us or what they're saying about it um I remember when before I went off and this is probably a story you've heard before 
But and I think I go over it um, in the section of my course, the Life Reimagined course. I also look at um, mindset and we attack limiting beliefs of what you think, what you've been told. And we dive deep into the limiting beliefs and how to overcome them and how to change your thinking and swap things out um, with examples and things within the course. But um, what I wanted to go over with what go over is this the story of my father when I went off to college, well, not necessarily when I went off to college, when I applied to college and I got in. So those of you who know, those of you who don't know, I went to San Diego State University and I wanted to go to a different college. I got into other colleges out of state. Um, however, San Diego State was free for me because my dad was in the military for 20 years. So I got the benefits of going to a school for free within California. So... I didn't go too far from home, but I enjoyed it because I lived in the dorms. I didn't live at the house. And if I needed to do laundry, I just went home. If I wanted a home cooked meal, I just went to the house <laughs> and came back. So I honestly felt like I got the best of both worlds because I didn't stay at home. Like I was like, I'm going in the dorms. I'm moving in the dorms. So I felt independent. Like it was my first time buying toupees, my first time like buying bread. And like these things sound small, but. Growing up, you'd be like, you just have them. Like, I just had toothpaste. I just had deodorant. Like, I didn't have to really buy it. So, um, yeah, those things were, it was extremely interesting, like, becoming an adult. But prior to that, once I got admitted into San Diego State University, there were a lot of kids at my school who didn't. They weren't approved for UCSD, San Diego State, or, you know, any, like, major university. So they were like, oh, you know, we're going to go to a community college. And once you go to a community college, you can transfer um, with the TAG program, which most community colleges do. Once you do two years there, you can transfer to any, you know, UC or CSU that you would want to transfer to. Because I wasn't confident in my abilities, like I sometimes still deal with imposter syndrome of not being good enough, of not, you know, thinking that I have the abilities to to do what is needed to be at this university, although my qualifications set me up to where I got in and I got admitted when a lot of people in my graduating class did not, which was weird to me, but nonetheless, <laughs> it happened. And so for me, I was talking to my dad and I was talking to him and I was like, you know, I don't know. I was like, I've been talking. And I was like, maybe I should, you know, just go to a community college and like, just, you know, get prepared. And what, I know now what I didn't know then is that for one when people go to community colleges sometimes they don't finish because it's a different type of environment um, that you're in I did go to community colleges in the summertime and that's because I wanted to kind of make up credits or because when I first started school I didn't start taking five or six classes I started with four because I wasn't trying to overwhelm myself and which I did good um with that because it just it worked out in my favor but Anyways, back to my story. I was nervous, and I told my dad that, and he was like, what? Who told you that? He was like, whoever told you that is dumb. And I was like, he was like, you can go to the four-year university. You got in for a reason, and you are going pretty much to succeed. And 
to me, that was what I needed at that time because it redefined the living belief that I had about myself because I felt as if I was the same as others around me. What works for you doesn't work for the one person. I know someone who went to a community college, transferred to a state university, and they did well and they flourished because that is what worked for them. So you can necessarily hold the standards that you have for yourself the same way that people have standards for themselves. Like, those are not the same, pretty much. Like, how you think about yourself is not how I think about myself. And even though you verbalize that, it's you have the right to not internalize that as a person standing from the outside. And I was just grateful because I had really good counselors in my favor. Um, they knew my dad from my brother because he graduated in 04, I graduated in 05, and, um, yeah, they, they knew my family very well, they knew, like, how our setup was, like, they knew he was no nonsense, um, (laughs) because he, he went in, like, on teachers who would try to grade me unfair, um, he, he did not play, and so just having that support system and that person to kind of change the status quo for me and for him to be in my corner was extremely life-changing for me um however I know that in life some people do not have that and I am here and would like to be that person to speak life into you and to help you attack those limiting beliefs that you might have or you might not even know that you have these limiting beliefs but I'm here to tell you and to come and say like sis bro who who told you that? So pretty much if you don't know what a limiting belief is, it is something you believe to be true that limits you in some way. So the limiting belief could be about you or other people in the world. So when you look at like some examples, it could be, um, let's see, personally, like, okay, my fear of success or a limiting belief could be a stereotype that you think of another culture of another culture things like that so you can have a fear of success you can have uh, you know a fear of failure you know a fear that you are not good enough to achieve what you want that's what I had when I was 17 before I went off into college you know the fear of not being loved or being unlovable like these are fears that we have and sometimes these can come from just things that you've experienced in your life like so you could have that one person in your family saying oh you know see talking bad some people's family are verbal our families are verbally abusive that you know when you're doing homework oh you're not smart like you can't get it or they say oh this person is smart over here they can do this they can do that or you can't sing or you can sing so you might have family speaking those things around and you choose to internalize those things and you choose to believe it but before I get into giving you some examples um, of how you can overcome these limiting beliefs I wanted to talk to you more about um, our RAS system which is our our reticular activating system that we have in our brain and so pretty much what our reticulator activating system is, is pretty much is like a, a bundle of nerves in our brain that's responsible for regulating our wakefulness. And so there's so many 
stimuli coming at us, and it pretty much filters and hones in on what is important at the time. So there's some, like, when you're driving, like, in your car, you could get from point A to point B, and sometimes it's, like, on autopilot. It's because your brain is focused on, on getting to that place. So... For me, it's, it's pretty much what you focus on is what's going to come to pass. So let's say you had, okay, an example of, it was recently this video going around with bugs coming out of strawberries and stuff. We can clean them, but I never experienced that. And I clean my vegetables and my grapes, my strawberries, like all the time. So I never experienced that. I mean, the water is dirty. Yes, you might have some little bugs like spiders or something or what have you, but that's why you clean them. That's why you clean your fruit. Um, but anyways, it was, so if you're looking for, let's say, worms coming out of strawberries, your brain is going to focus on that. You're going to Google that. You're going to Google results about that. And then once you find them, those are going to validate what you're feeling. They're going to validate what you're thinking. So say if I was going to go and have knee surgery and I was nervous about knee surgery, what I would tell myself is I need to look up um, successful knee surgeries, not non-successful knee surgeries or the risk associated with knee surgeries, but successful knee surgeries. Because once I look up successful knee surgeries, that's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to see. And that's what's going to be embedded in my psyche. If I look up risk associated with knee surgeries, I'm going to find a heap of negative of negative things. I'm going to be thinking about that. And then that becomes your reality. Like your thoughts become your reality. And that is so true. What you think about is what you become. You know, they have that quote that says, like, watch your thoughts, they become your action. Wait, you know what? I'm not really sure, but it's that say that quote. I'm actually going to look for it because um, I think that quote is very relevant to what we're talking about today. So... I'm going to find it. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just seeing stuff that says what you think about becomes your reality. Okay, listen. We're going to roll with that. That's what I said before, and, and that's what's true. So, with your reticular activating system, your eyes, you need to make sure that you focus on the positive, focus on the good, focus on what you want, focus on changing that limited belief that someone has spoken over you, like, oh, I am not good at math, so yes, I excel in math. Because at the end of the day, what I always tell people, especially when I used to apply for jobs and go out for jobs, it's like, I can do anything. Like, do you understand that we all have the capacity to do whatever we want to do? Like, if I wanted to be an engineer, I could be an engineer. Like, I didn't wake up just being a project management guru, you know, a project management guru or knowing how to manage projects and create processes and change processes and do my value addits and value takeaways. Like, I, I know what the input and output is. I didn't wake up learning how to interpret data, you know, knowing how to look at my upper lower control limits, interpret, you know, what's going on with the data that's given to me, making it paint a picture and tell a story. Like, I didn't wake up knowing that I learned that because of the skills I needed to do my job. So you don't just wake up knowing something. You apply yourself and you get to that place of mastery or you just get to the place to where you can, you know, teach others and, and you are good at what you're doing. 
So it's just very interesting of what you can teach yourself and what you can unteach yourself. So with unlearning certain things, it's extremely important. But for me, it was kind of easy because I had a catalyst to to interrupt that. And it was also from a catalyst that I trusted, which was my father. So that's extremely, that's extremely important. But just jumping into just ways that we can kind of release our limiting beliefs that we learned from childhood. Um, first, we need to write those limiting beliefs down. So I would say play detective and follow your thoughts and emotions to discover the limiting beliefs that hold you back. Put them on paper and stare at them and see, okay, stare at these limiting beliefs, okay? Make a note, and you might show, like, each belief might come across strong or it might elicit some type of emotions for you, and that's going to be okay. But you just want to write them down, stare at them, and say, okay, this is what I think. I think that I cannot get a job because I'm not skilled in X, Y, and Z. But the cool thing is, is that you can always flip it and change it. So this is what we're going to do. So once you write that limiting belief down, you need to acknowledge that that belief is not true. So this is kind of like going to be the hardest step, but your limitations are real. So here's the place where you, the choice comes in. So you need to choose that this is real or this is not real. So you need to defend your limitations with the depth of achieving your goals and desires. So you need to argue with your limitations so we can keep going. So saying that, no, um, I am smart. Like, we're going to stick with one example. So say an example is about getting a new job. And say that job requires you to be intermediate in Excel. And you're saying, oh, I don't qualify this job because I am intermediate in Excel. And I'm not good with Excel. That's just been something that I've always had a problem with. You know, my family knows that computers is not really my thing. So, you know, they've told me that this is not my thing. You need to change that. Write that down as false. Because at the end of the day, what you focus on is what you become. Like we talked about with the RAS system. So write it down. Look at it. Acknowledge it as being fake. Put on a different belief, which is step three. So try a different belief saying, yes, I am good at Excel. I can learn Excel. I can utilize Excel, you know, to further my career and focus on that. So instead of taking the action to where you're going into something defeated, focus on the action of going into it as successful. And this is extremely important because people look at this process and think that it's so simple or that, okay, yeah, it's not going to work. But I'm challenging you to know that it does. I've used this for myself personally when I'm changing how I think about myself and how even now speaking with you, like I had to come with starting this podcast. There was some things that have to change, some mind shifts that have to shift and knowing that I am enough by myself to come and speak to you about the things that I have gone through and what I want to teach you and what I'm going through and how you can change your lives. Maybe this was a process. This didn't happen overnight. So you just have to find that confidence when it comes to the limiting beliefs to know that they can change. You have to change your outlook on how you think of these things. So again, we're going to recap 
the the four steps is to write the limiting beliefs down, to acknowledge the belief that's, that it's not true, to try a different belief, switch it out with a positive going into something that will enhance you, and also take a different action. And what that action being is the step in the right direction. So remember that our mind is so powerful and even though people have spoken things over your life you don't have that is not your reality because your reality is really what you make it so it's kind of you taking control of that narrative and that's extremely important because we can't lay down and play the victim we have to take control over what is going on in our lives and this is your step in taking your life back is acknowledging that these are limiting beliefs. These are something that someone has spoken over me. Whether it's good or bad, don't limit yourself. Do not limit yourself based upon what other people are saying or what you are saying to yourselves. Check yourself. Okay? So that's what I wanted to discuss. I'm going to leave you with the scripture, the memory verse for this week. And that's going to be Psalms 139, 23 to 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. So this is the show for this week, you guys. I hope you go out and have a wonderful week. If you want to chat with me, go ahead and sign up for my Hour of Power so we can get you set up. Or you can do my 30-minute free consult. Also, I do have a journal that's available. It's called Focus and Flourishing. It's pretty much your ultimate guide to your um, goals and clarity to write things down, what you want to achieve. It's a journal. It's on Amazon for $7.99. The link will be in the show notes. I just pray that you guys are blessed to go on this week. Be fruitful this weekend. Do the things that set your soul on fire that you are called to do. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Blended Attribute Show. Again, I'm your host, Aisha Young. If you have any questions or if you would like more insight about today's episode, please email me at TLC at gmail.com. The email will also be in the show notes. Until next time, be blessed, beautiful people.